Welcome to the Kimmy Travels Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Walter. I am an expert expat and a slow traveler who's been living abroad for nearly 15 years. So imagine my shock when my wings were clipped by COVID. Buckle up as I take you along on my quarantine in small town Texas. Luckily, it hasn't all been misfortune and despair. There have been some sweet, tender moments as well. Find out what it's like for this global girl to be living in a small town world. So, quarantine. Like almost everyone this past year, I was thrown into the unknown when we went into quarantine. And honestly, I freaked out a bit. I was like, oh my God, what the what? I didn't know how long this was going to last. I didn't know my up from my down. I was just like completely thrown for a loop. So to occupy my mind, I I did, or I don't know, I'm, I'm doing, okay, I'm doing all the things. So the silver lining that I have found in the quarantine and the pandemic has been the unexpected gift of time. Now, I don't want it to seem like I, you know, hit the ground running. I was super productive from jump because that is so far from the reality of the situation. Actually, I was in a state of shock for a good like six months. Every day I woke up and I was just like, wait, huh? Where? Oh, oh, why? (laughs) Right. So today I just wanted to have a quick look back at some of the things that I have been trying. So I dabbled in soap making. I did watercolors. I planted a wee little flower garden. I grew some beautiful tulips this year. And for the first time ever, I grew food and then I ate it. So I got this crazy idea because I was buying these green onions from the store and they came with the roots attached. So I was just like, why do I keep buying these? I could just cut off the root, I'll plant them, you know, and I'll make my own green onions. And that's exactly what I did. Um, So when they, I mean, I cared for them very tenderly. (laughs) And I don't want to make it seem like I have a brown thumb, but it's not necessarily a green thumb either, but I gave it a go. Um, so when they got to, I guess, the appropriate height, I was like, I guess I should like, you know, pluck them out and eat them. And it was so funny because I was really hesitant. Um, it was my first time growing food and of course food comes from the ground, but I was like, oh, it's dirty. (laughs) All right. I rinsed it. I cut it up. I sliced it. Anyway, there it goes. Green onions. I did a thing. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that, uh, again. But maybe like one day, I would say when I'm like retired and I want to start a garden, um, I'm going to do that. (laughs) All right. So uh, food, flowers, gardens. Perfect. Um, Another thing that I really got into was makeup. It's not something I've ever spent a lot of time on because I'm just like, ah, that's silly. Um, And I was living in like uh, hot climates as well. So like, I'm just going to be sweating anyway. So like, I don't even want to bother with it. But through luck, I guess my cousin is an amazing makeup artist and she took her business virtual. So we actually had two virtual lessons, uh, where she taught me really like the ins and outs of how and the why to apply makeup. So since those lessons, I've just been like creating these looks and guys, when I tell you it takes hours, it it literally does take hours. So makeup is an 
art form. You are playing with the lights and shadows, with all the highlight and contour, um, and you can literally change your face. And the secret, I'm going to tell you the secret. Are you ready? Blending. Blend, blend, blend. And whenever you think you've blended enough, like keep blending. Just like pat. Oh, I don't want to curse. <laughs> I should say pat the shit out of your face. <laughs> and just keep blending. Um, and honestly, it's just like, wow, it's amazing. So I've spent lots and lots and lots of time logging hours um, painting my face, which is a really cool skill I never, ever thought that I would have, but I'm so glad that I do. Um, so another kind of journey that I went down, actually, this was like something old that I picked back up. So when I was in Bogota, I decided to uh, try to go not more natural because one thing that Colombia has is like a beautiful array. It's just like all of the fresh fruits and veggies you could imagine. And normally everything is, you know, organic and it's so readily available. So I decided, okay, I'm going to like eat all these wonderful fruits and veggies. Let me do like a natural deodorant. <laughs> so we're exposed to so many chemicals just on a daily basis. So if I could like eliminate one or two of them, I'm, I, I mean, I'm down. I'm all for it. So before I decided to make it, I decided to look for it. But I couldn't find a formula that worked for me because I've got very sensitive skin. So I couldn't have anything with baking soda. So I found through a deep dive that arrowroot powder can be used as a substitute. What doesn't Colombia have? arrowroot powder. <laughs> so anyway, that project just like took a back seat until quarantine back in the US and there are rivers flowing full of arrowroot powder. You guys Google it because it can be used in so many things, even baking. I was making these really delicious chocolate chip cookies and I didn't have one of the ingredients. Of course, now I can't remember what it was, but arrowroot powder was a substitute. And I was like, ah, I have that. <laughs> So it's, a, it's an amazing little thing to have just kind of like in your pantry in case you want to make a deodorant or bake some cookies. Um, maybe not at the same time, but anyway, it's something nice to have. So I think you can't really like make a natural deodorant without also letting your armpit hair grow. So this is not to curse you out because body hair is so natural. It's only that women are conditioned to believe that our body hair somehow is unacceptable. So I just let my armpit hair grow and grow it did for months, you guys. Months and months and months and months. Literally months. <laughs> I didn't shave and it was so liberating. It was so freeing. My, my armpit hair is so just like lovely and soft and curly and fuzzy and oh, it's just like, it's an extension of myself. So, um, I, I really enjoyed that period of quarantine. I did eventually shave, but I mean, who knows, maybe I'm going to like go through that phase again. Um, you know, just because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I didn't find like the perfect formula or the perfect, you know, uh, natural deodorant. I decided also to try women owned and minority owned businesses. It's, it's like as long as I'm supporting, like, you know, let's support us. Um, but I, I do have like a nice little rotation. I even got like this 
armpit oil. So like my armpit skin is so well taken care of. It's like, it's amazing. We've got oils and creams and pomades and all of the things. Um, but anyway, that was just another thing that I did. So that's just like a quick list of things that I've been doing to keep busy, but that's not everything because I also started, this is more like substantial, I think. I also started a yoga teacher training program. Um, so how that came about is that at the beginning of the lockdown, my friend, um, he's a, he's a yoga teacher. He was actually the first person that I ever did yoga with. And he gifted me a yoga mat many years ago. It's like the thing that I still use cause it's a travel mat. He's so thoughtful. Thanks, Stefan. Um, so he was holding a weekly session for like friends and families. Let's be not a Sunday morning and just like, you know, check in and let's, you know, start our week off with a bang. Um, so it wasn't just about the physical practice, but for me, it was also having like that standing weekly meeting, albeit, you know, social, it really just kind of got me centered to like face the week. And I was energized and, you know, just ready to face more days of the same quarantine, <laughs> but I found myself like looking forward to those Sunday meetings, but then he got a puppy and, you know, puppies are so time consuming that it was like, Hey y'all, like I need to take a little break. Puppy Sebastian's taking all of my time. So let's, you know, just pause and we'll see what happens. Um, and I was like, Oh no, what are we going to do on Sundays now? So I was really missing, you know, that connection. And like I said, it's not, it wasn't just the physical practice. Of course, that was nice, um, but everything else surrounding it. So when one door opens, let me tell you that another, wait, no, when one door closes, <laughs> another door or window, whatever, y'all know how the saying goes, another one opens. So I don't know how, but I stumbled into this, um, program for yoga teacher training. And I was like, yes, yes, that is what I want to do. Um, and I signed up. So since I think it was probably summer, fall last year, I've been in this training program. Um, and I absolutely love it. This deep dive into yoga has been, I think the main thing that has been keeping me mostly sane throughout this whole quarantine period. So like I said, um, if you don't know like a lot about yoga, what you would see is just like the, the physical practice, but it really is so, so much more. You really are, you know, getting in touch with your own beliefs. Like one of the very first things that we have to do is, uh, reflect, right? Like what are your core values? And, um, you really do have to kind of lay it all out there. And when you find that center, everything you do in your life is going to come back to that, those core values and like the essence of who you are as a person. So I did appreciate that kind of self-reflection um, that I, that I was going through. And the other best thing to happen is the journaling. So part of my self-study is that every day, you know, uh, meditation, journaling, and so on. So <clears throat> I'm so grateful for that because I think like when you're in the moment, you can't really see the bigger picture because you're in it. So now that some time has passed, I can look back and say like, I have a record, a daily record of what I was doing, of how I was feeling, 
all through the pandemic, you know, and that was thanks to, to my yoga practice. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then, I mean, on top of everything else, I learned all different types of yoga. I've done Hatha, I've done Yin, I've done deep breathing. I've done all the yogas. I've done all of them. And I loved all of them. There was not one style that I did where I was like, meh. I was like, I love it. I want to do it again. <laughs> so definitely um, for me, it was kind of a central part or it has become a central part of my, of my life. I am now, you know, Kimmy Yogini. All right. So what's happening with the yoga? I haven't quite finished the certification, but it's definitely on break because I took a little break. Why? Well, you know, life. Um, but on that note, I just want to say, um, I learned through yoga, self-compassion. And I am so freaking compassionate with myself. I mean, I'm still working on like extending that compassion to others, but I have like mastered <laughs> self-compassion. I when you think about it, we've all been through so much and sometimes you just need to take a break. So baby, if you need to take a break, just take a break. And then when you're ready, you can get back into it and don't judge yourself or think, you know, poorly of yourself. It's just that, you know, hey, you needed a break. So now that I'm nearly finished with my training and it's been so transformative and you heard me like talk about how it's changed my life and my person and it's my essence and my core. Guess what? I just decided I don't actually want to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> I know. Gasp. Um. I mean, I've definitely enjoyed every single part of the training and going into the deep dive, but I just kind of decided that I didn't want to teach. And this happened like a week to the day that I bought my domain name for my yoga business. <laughs> and then I was just like, mm, yeah, no, I don't think I want to do that. Um, but you know what that is? That's just me pivoting. I am so... Uh, ready to like try new things, throw myself in, experiment, you know, until I get it right, until I find like that one true passion. And I also think it's okay to be like multifaceted because we are multifaceted individuals. So we, I'm an advocate for exploring different things until you find, you know, what's right for you. Which brings me to a recent conversation that I had with an associate um, who told me something that like stopped me cold in my tracks. And I was just like, wait, what? And what he said is that once you reach a certain age, you are who you are. Um, you can't change. You shouldn't change what you're doing, your career path. Like that is what you've been doing. And that is what you should doing, or you, that's what you should continue doing. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I actually believe the exact opposite. I think that you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want to be at any age, at any stage of life. Like change is what makes this life interesting as we mature, as we get different experiences, as we evolve. Of course, our interests are going to change with us as people. Like we're not just like stagnant uh, beings. And I honestly, I can't think of anything worse than that feeling of being stuck in something 
um, because society told you like, this is what you are. You need to have like that 20, 30, 40 year work history retired, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever you're supposed to do after that. But anyway, y'all don't get me started. He already got the spiel. I don't want to go on a tangent with you guys. I'm going to save you, but I want the message to be clear, which is you have to do what makes you happy. Find your passion and do that thing, you know? And if you go through like a little trial and error, if you do, you know, a full course of a yoga teacher training course, and then you decide like, you know what, that's not really what I'm going to do. Like, that's okay. Because you know what? You are going to learn something along the way that's going to be valuable to you, right? So my warrior is amazing. You know why? Because I am in tune with my hip sockets. <laughs> I know my proper alignment. I have proprioception. I have body awareness. Like I, I be knowing. And these are things that I didn't know before. Um, so I'm so grateful to have that knowledge. And everything that you pick up along the way is valuable because your knowledge is your value. It can never, ever be taken away from you. Um, and when I look back on my life, I've lived so many different chapters. I don't even like, is this even the same book? <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't have it any, any, any other way. So whenever I do write this fabulous book of life, y'all, it's going to be lit, litty, litty. Um, but just because I've decided not to necessarily teach yoga or to make my business out of yoga, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue. I mean, obviously I love yoga. I love meditation. I love journaling. I love this kind of self-reflection that I'm doing every day. Um, it's given me so much. I've, I've rediscovered my passion for learning. So as a teacher, it's really nice to kind of have the chance to step back and to be the student, right? So, I mean, who knows, maybe I'm going to go on and learn, do another course and another course and another course. I mean, I don't even know, but I've definitely like reignited my passion um, for learning. So I am always and forever going to be a yogini. Kimi Yokini will live on and on and on forever and ever. So I do have a separate uh, Instagram uh, account for my yoga, which I do update regularly. So do be sure to check that out if you want to follow that yoga journey. All right. So what's next for my pandemic project, you ask? Well, I've decided that I am super duper interested in setting up a proper skincare routine. I am now on day four of looking after my <laughs> middle-aged skin. Someone once told me that 40 was middle-aged and I, you know, I gasped and I was like, what? <laughs> I guess that depends on how long you plan on living. But for me, 40 isn't middle-aged. I'm just like, hey, I just got started. But like 40 years ago, whatever. <laughs> but I do realize that I'm not 20 anymore. So I'm going to throw some coins into this fountain of youth and just try to preserve what I've already got. So that's kind of an update on me and my pandemic projects and what I have been doing and what I am doing to keep myself busy. But I'm super interested to know about your pandemic projects. So what new things have you tried? Or was there something old that you picked up again? Um, I want to know. So do comment um, about your pandemic projects and what you have been doing to keep yourself busy and occupied and your mind engaged and, and all of that. 
So you guys, we are just at the end. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Kimmy Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, be sure to share it with others and on social media. You can also leave a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. To hear the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kimushka underscore Kimi Travels, on Twitter at Kimi underscore Travels, or you can visit my website, www.kimitravels.com. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. And remember, enjoy the journey.